You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you today. And of course, we are uh, streaming live on our Facebook live stream. Welcome to Carla and Fred, who's watching us. Thank you so much. Ooh, Jonathan joined us. Uh, it's just piling up. This is great. Um, unfortunately, today, uh, my guest is on the phone, so you only get to see my lovely face, but you'll hear her voice in a moment. Um, but first, of course, we have. How can we start off without our quotes of the day? I know you've been waiting for them all week long. So let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Be still, stop thinking, feel, visualize, take action, repeat, yours, the universe. I think the universe is giving us the magic recipe for creating the life we want. We really love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, and this is a great one. Be still, stop thinking, feel, visualize, take action, repeat. I think that's the secret sauce. That's what we need to do more of. You know, let's stop all the thinking, all the worrying. Let's stop, you know, all the negativity and... Uh, and uh, Uh, and I'm sorry, um, I just got uh, a little distracted there by the Facebook live stream. Thank you, Carla. The universe loves me and you too. I agree with you. And Catherine, welcome to the broadcast. Um, so yeah, the universe here is just telling us like this is what we need to do. It's sort of like let's stop all the thinking. We're always up in our heads so much. Let's let's get down into our heart space, into our bodies. Let's just feel. And then once we feel, then let's start to visualize. What is it we want to create? What is it uh, we're trying to do? Um, and what are we really looking to create? Um, and then we visualize it. Visualize it. Feel it in our visualization. Make it a full sensory overload of, of what it would be like. What do you want? An amazing relationship? You want to help millions of people? You, you want to just have a comfortable life? You want to live in nature? You want a beautiful home? What is it that you want? Visualize it. All the juicy, sexy, wonderful details. 
And then once you visualize that, you've really gotten it into your nervous system, start taking action. Act as if. How would you act? How would you be in life if you already had those very same things you were just visualizing? What actions? How would you be? Walk down the street like you're the one with that beautiful home. Walk down the street like you're the one with the million army of inspired followers. How would you be as a person? And then what do we do next? Go to step one and repeat. Stop thinking. Feel again. Visualize another great, juicy, sexy visualization of what you want to create in the world. And then take action from that point of view as if it's already done. And as you do this over and over and over again, it's an endless loop. The only thing that changes is what you're visualizing or how you're feeling in that moment. All of a sudden, over time, you know, it doesn't happen right away. There's that little bit of buffer of time. It does take a little while. But as you begin to do this over and over and over again, slowly but surely, drop by drop, suddenly life becomes amazing. Ah, Susan, thank you. I'm delighted that uh, your Facebook notified you that the broadcast was going on too. Thank you for joining in. Wow, we got a lot of interaction on our Facebook. Yes, please. And just a reminder, throughout the broadcast for any of our Facebook viewers, if you have any questions or comments that you would like to ask either myself or my guest during the show, you can definitely just type them into the comments field and we'll, we'll get to them. Okay, so a great quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. Who you really are is non-physical energy focused in a physical body, knowing full well that all is well and always has been and always will be. You are here to experience the supreme pleasure of concluding new desires and then of bringing yourself into vibrational alignment with the new desire that you've concluded for the purpose of taking thought beyond that which has been before. Abraham. Very interesting quote. Actually extremely in alignment with the first quote from the universe. Just amazing. And I did not cherry pick these. I promise you. These are what like came to my inbox this morning. Again, talking about what we really are is non-physical energy focused in a physical body. As many of you know, who thank you for all the hearts and, and thumbs up on the Facebook live stream, but as, as a lot of you know, like the way I work with people, I and this is just purely my point of view of how the universe works, I could be completely off base, but it works for me. In my point of view, everything is non-physical first. It's energetic first, long before it becomes a physical manifestation. And, and, and that's like from a completely non-judgmental point of view. I mean, we may view some things that get manifested as good or bad, but from a non-physical point of view, it's just energy. And it's what do we focus on? Where is there more intention? Where is there more thought? Where is there more energy being put? And the more energy that's being put into whatever that thing is, it gets reinforced and reinforced and reinforced, and then it becomes physical. But the fundamental underlying foundation of everything is energetic first. And... What happens is 
from that vantage point, and this is one of the reasons, you know, a lot of people sometimes feel like, you know, the people who channel and, and, and people who... Uh, uh, people who talk about, uh, you know, stuff from a spiritual point of view, um, they kind of get hung up because, oh, it's always so airy-fairy, it's always so love and peace and all this great stuff, but in the real world, um, you know, things are not like that. Um, but the, tr- the reason why is because when we take a look from a non-physical point of view, from an energetic point of view, from a non-judgmental point of view, taking out this concept of good or bad, which is a very human concept. When you remove that, all is well. And it's interesting, you know, that this quote, as it says that, you know, knowing full well that all is well, always has been and always will be. Because I was recently, I've, I've picked back up uh, the Carlos Castaneda books because, as many of you know, I'm, I'm doing the shamanistic work. And I'd read them back when I was in high school a million years ago. And, you know, I thought, you know, this, this, I remember some of the stuff. I remember some of the things he said, but I don't remember a lot of it. So let me pick these books back up and... Uh, see what they're about and it, it called the teachings of Don Juan uh, the wonderful books the first one was teachings of Don Juan and then you know he wrote like I don't know eight books or nine books um, including that and, and so I'm reading through I'm, I'm on the second book now uh, a separate reality I believe it's a separate reality and one of the things that Don Juan says to Carlos Castaneda is about how everything is folly and how, you know, we as beings are like these luminous balls of light uh, with these bright filaments that come out. And when we can truly see and see the real reality behind sort of this physical manifestation, we see this energetic existence that we are. And that when we do that, all of a sudden, a lot of these sort of good and bad and judgmental aspects to life kind of fade away and and that's why uh, Don Juan says like you know all this stuff is folly and that it really doesn't matter whether you turn right or turn left or do this or do that because you're an energetic ball of light and so it may sound like oh you don't care what's going on in the world or you don't you know you think just everything is great but there are all these issues from an energetic point of view, the universe is unfolding exactly the way it should. We have a very limited perspective as human beings. How long are we around on this planet? I mean, if we're lucky, 100 years. I mean, my mom is 97 years old. She never thought she would live past like 55, uh, 60 because that's when her parents died. She never in her wildest dreams imagined she would live to 97. How many people out there to, to expect to live to 97 or 100 just think about it 100 years 100 years is not even a molecule in the drop of the ocean compared to the time of the universe i mean th- this planet has been around like at least a billion years not necessarily in the form we know it a billion years they say the universe I think the the current estimate is like 13 billion years old or something. I think it's actually much, much older than that. I think we we do not have very accurate dating. Um, 
So a hundred years is like uh, nothing. It's like having the perspective of an ant living in New York City. So how do we know? You know, when we l- walk down the street, like, oh, l- look at what this person's doing. It's so horrible. Look at that person's doing. It's so good. From an energetic perspective, from a quote-unquote spiritual perspective, I'm going to get woo-woo on you guys. From an energetic perspective, we cannot see the implications of what anybody is doing. We do not know, is it truly a good thing or a bad thing? Now, we can tell if it's causing suffering or not. Okay? All right? And nobody wants to suffer. I get it. But sometimes suffering is what we need to grow, to mature. I just I can only speak for myself and I know for myself when I was in college and just after college those first kind of like when I was in my 20s and early 30s they were some of the toughest times of my life and yeah I would never want to relive those years but I also know they were some of the most important times of my life I grew some of the made some of the biggest lessons I grew the most in that period of my life and and in very in some very significant ways it made me who i am today now this does not mean that i stopped growing after that and i've grown a lot since then but i know i would not be who i am today without those experiences that i had then now if you had asked me at that time you know sam you're going through all this tough stuff is this good or bad i would have said no this is awful this is horrible please take it away from me but today i can look back on it and go you know what I'm actually glad I went through that, even though it was the most difficult part of my life, because it made me who I am today, and I actually really like who I am today. So how do we have the perspective of what's good and what's not good? I'm one of those proponents in pronoia, which is the statement that the universe is completely conspiring for our best good. And even though we see chaos in the world, even though we see craziness in the world, it's actually what's best for all of us. May not feel like it in the moment. I'm sure it does not feel like that in Charlottesville, Virginia right now. But it it brings to light things. We grow from it. If we're ever going to learn to treat our fellow human being as our brother and sister, we need to see this ugliness and heal it and respond with love and respond from a place knowing that all is well and that people who lash out they lash out because they are in pain so two wonderful quotes i got really off on a a, a rant there but you know I, i love these quotes and and they inspire me and i hope they inspire you as well um, and oh, I can't believe it. it's already time for our first break. So you know what? I'm going to bring our guest on right as we come back from our break. Her name is Sharon Bowes. She's wonderful. You're going to love her, and I'll tell you all about her when we come back. Uh, Ivana, Joe, thank you. Joan, Susan, thank you all for tuning in on the Facebook live stream. Keep the comments coming. Thank you for uh, uh, your, your very kind comments. And uh, you are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages with our guest. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Thank you all for staying with us. Thank you all on the Facebook live stream. It's great to have you with us. It is now my pleasure to introduce to you Sharon Bowes. Sharon is a change catalyst and entrepreneur, understanding that leading with the strength and power of the feminine balanced with the strength and power of the masculine. Sharon teaches and coaches on a variety of topics, including her new upcoming book, You're Not a Nail, The Seven Business Practices That Kill Innovation, which includes the partnership challenges and solutions associated with people working together to achieve brilliant results. Sharon has consulted as a trusted business advisor and coach to large and small entrepreneurial business owners and leaders in the private and public sector for over 30 years. So you know this woman's no slouch. Through supporting and managing hundreds of project implementations, she specializes in helping businesses predictably achieve the results they are looking for and do business better regardless of the industry that they are in. Her practical and proven approach Help just helps make it all work. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Sharon. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Appreciate being here. Great, great, wonderful to have you. So, um, you, you've, uh, as you say, a change analyst and, and an entrepreneur. Did you start off uh, kind of in this entrepreneurial mindset, like straight out of college? Uh, were you, or were you like Lucy with a lemonade stand when you were a little girl? I mean, how did you get into this whole world of crazy world of entrepreneurship? Um, actually, I avoided it. <laughs> Ah, for many, okay. many years. I was in the corporate business world and following the rules and the structures that I was supposed to be following. And in the meantime, I would always have these ideas that would pop up and say, you know, go this way, do something different, make something new, solve these problems. And I would ignore them <laughs> for the uh, most part. Okay. All so right. it was a challenge to get back, get into that space and let go of the idea that I was supposed to do it a certain way. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like how to open up our thinking to, to say, like, you know, there's not one right way, one wrong way to do something. There's, like, an infinite variety of possibilities. 
Exactly. And then I learned to understand that the obstacles that we put in our own way are the things that prevent us from achieving that state that we desire to be in of fun and engagement and uh, love and generous capacity to give. So um, I'm curious, did you have some sort of unfun obstacles that kind of woke you up to that fact along the way? Um, a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't rewarding. Um, yeah. and, and I kept um, getting uh, laid off uh, of oh. this corporate business world uh, hamster wheel. Hmm. Um, kicked out of it several times. Uh, uh. And I didn't wake up until about eight, eight of these, because <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm stubborn, yeah. so it, it took a while for me to wake up. I, I can relate, I can relate. Uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> the universe has to smack us up the side of the head a few times before we go, huh? Exactly. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, maybe this isn't the way it's meant to be for me. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, I'm curious, so the, 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 was like the last time that it happened, was it kind of like suddenly the light turned on and said, I think I should be doing something different or I need to do, be doing things differently? Or was it more like you kind of had that feeling and then that was just like the final straw that said, oh yeah, I am supposed to be doing something different? It was, it was kind of the final straw. Okay. Um, I had been struggling for a lot of years and, and thinking that this is not working. What's not working and why is it not working? And so I started taking some courses, learning a little bit more, um, and then I started to apply that into my life and realized this is why it's not working and this is what I can do to change. Um, and then I wanted to share that with people because it was a really amazing a series of aha moments hmm. that led me to, to where I am today. Right, right. Now, it sounds to me like your sort of specialty or your uh, insight is really around the relationships in between people within the business environment, not necessarily business strategy and spreadsheets and business plan type <laughs> things, right? Well, I, I have a mix of both because uh, okay. um, that's where I was in in management consulting, I was um, doing process reviews. I was doing change management. I was delivering uh, project engagement through the project management practices and so on. So a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of uh, presentations and so on. But what I found in all of those engagements is what it boiled down to was people to people interactions. Gotcha. And this is where all of the disconnects. Uh, occur. So how can we as entrepreneurs who have this brilliant idea and dream uh, of something different, how can we work with others and bring that to reality when you're dealing with people aspects of business change? Right, right. Yeah, because no matter what, you can't take out the human element, right? I mean, <laughs> no. It, it, business does not get done unless there are people involved in some capacity. Well, the thing is, you cannot achieve 
the biggest dream that you have all by yourself. Right, right, right. And actually, on that note, I'm going to just give another quick shout-out to some more Facebook Live uh, watchers. Uh, Quan, uh, Elisa Pizel, Micah, Dennis, thank you guys for tuning in. Just a quick reminder, feel free to like type your questions into the comments field, and I'll ask our guest, Sharon uh, Bowes, if uh, uh, questions on it. So l- let's kind of dig into it. Um, we, you, you came up with this uh, upcoming title. I love it. You're not a nail, right? Because when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail, as they say. Um, uh, yeah. And all the, the, a lot of the business practices uh, of today are hammers looking for nails to hit the head on right right it's like everybody has a formula has a blueprint like if you just fit into this model like everything will be fine (laughs) but and people don't fit into models like that right exactly no one no two people are exactly the same are they no, not at all. Right. And so it takes like being different. And this is one of the things, you know, I used to be a seminar junkie, like a lot of people I know going to all these personal development seminars and things. And I just felt like, oh, I just get the right strategy, the right thing. And then mm. like not that long ago, it dawned on me. I go, you know what? Like this guy up on the stage. He did not get there by following uh, uh, somebody else's strategy. They did not. That woman, she did not, like, find her way to success by just doing one thing that someone else said. They all, you know, got educated a variety of different ideas, techniques, and they all have their unique experience. And it was really the combination of everything that really led them to some success. And that it's like when we think that, like, there's just some magic bullet, some magic magic blueprint we're always looking for one because when we try and use it for ourselves it doesn't quite work for us because it's not based on our experience well and what's really interesting is a lot of times what i find um in going through these exercises is people are looking for a different hammer yes exactly <laughs> it's a- it's, that's not it it is exactly what you said it's the combination and variety of the tools um, that are available to use that generate the best results. Right, right. Now, uh, uh, you know, the Tyler book, you have the seven business practices that kill innovation. Can you maybe just, just briefly give us what are those seven business practices and then we'll, we'll kind of touch upon them throughout the show? Um, sure. So there's the um, first one, which is... Uh, uh, cover up to cop out um okay. and then um that leads to the the second one which is um all about uh um it's uh, shortcuts uh. it's um bypass it's copy and paste uh. um then the third one which is the one-way highway where it's a single dimension and everything is is only uh single threaded um uh kind of negating all of that diversity thinking that we were just talking about right um the third one is about uh repeating patterns over and over and over again (laughs) Mm. um and then there's the the cognitive uh cages that we live in there's the thinking that keeps us locked into place Right. Uh, and and spaces. Um, then there is the mandatory murder uh, syndrome that many of us have. That Ooh. it's required to 
that work be difficult, that work be challenging, that work be sacrificial. Right. Um, and the final chapter is the death, uh, death by distrust. Um, when there's no trust there, uh, you, you can't do anything. Right, right. Gotcha. Okay, great. Um, wow, those are, <laughs> those are seven really <laughs> deep topics there. We probably won't have time to get to all of them. So let's like, just cut to the chase and like, let's uh, get to the most important ones. So, uh, uh what do you out of these seven like what business practice you know of of your thirty years of of in both the public and private sector what what one practice do you find like the most pervasive that causes the most amount of trouble and chaos um I think it's the it's the practice of of us versus them thinking ah, right the divisive thinking uh, uh, that it, you know it's uh uh, a zero-sum game, and if somebody else is winning, we're losing, and you know we we have to we're we're in this sort of competitive uh, business model as opposed to a cooperative business model. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a big one, and because that's and that happens not just. Um, between companies or between competitors, but it actually happens within organizations, doesn't it? Which which almost doesn't make sense. And within teams, um, I was I was put in as a project manager uh, to to implement a project that had already failed twice, and the previous team was failing because they were treating the customer and each other on the team as enemies. Wow. And you can't succeed in that mental framework at all. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, a quick question on that, because before we go to break, because we're just about up against a break. Is that happen because it's it's from the top down? Is that because of sort of the example that the leadership in the organization is setting? Or is that something that happened from the bottom up because that's so maybe morale was low or there was something in between the people in the organization? Um, this was um, both sides, both ends, and uh, it was uh, something that is, is actually very common, and what you will find in what I discuss in my book is that leaders exist in every level of, of an organization. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader, right. um, and leadership can come from the admin team, Right, right. can come right. from the truck drivers in the field. There is... Uh, there's a lot of different voices, and those voices were all saying enemy, enemy, enemy. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. All right, we're going to talk about um, Ellie Pizzell. Lisa Pizzell, excuse me, uh, wants to know how we can fix that, and we'll get into that right after this commercial break. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Sharon Bose, a, uh, uh, a change catalyst and entrepreneurial expert for large and small organizations, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... 
then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Um, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest, Sharon Bowes, with us today. And, and just to remind people, um, if, if you miss any part of the show, you can always catch it on talkradio.nyc afterwards for the MP3. The video will be posted um, on uh, uh, the Talking Alternative uh, fan page on Facebook afterwards. and You can see it there. Elisa, I know you, you have to go prepare for your own event, but thank you for tuning in and, and for all your comments. And of course, if anybody else wants to call in and ask a question on the phones, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. So Sharon, before we went to break, we were talking about how, uh, you know, th- there's this divisive, there can be, not there always is, there, there can be sort of a divisive attitude between co-workers, between uh, people and the clients or customers, between management, leadership, and, and frontline workers, and it can come from any aspect of the organization organization. Um, You know, I have a tendency to feel like, you know, management and leadership tends to set the example. And if they don't set a good example, there's not a good example to follow. So there's always going to be some division. Um, But if if there's a bad example, you can counteract that with good people. But it's usually much more difficult. Do do you agree with that? I do agree with that. It's... um the leaders set the direction, um, but uh, what's really, really important is leaders can't actually enact a change unless the followers decide to follow. Right. There has to be buy-in. <laughs> exactly, right? And you have to have the fear um, released from uh, what's going on. Right. So so let's say one of our listeners is in the middle of a situation like that. They... Um, uh, they uh, are in an organization, they're working on some team, and they can see how other members of the team are being kind of divisive. How do they get past that? How do they help to uh, change the attitude of that team? Yeah, so first is to understand where that divisiveness is coming from okay, um, and learn to listen in new ways. So. Right. 
Um, the, the divisiveness often comes from either a state of fear or a state of apathy. Um, so which is that individual going through? Listen to learn is um, a method of having a conversation to find out uh, where that individual is in. Are they in a state of fear or are they in a state of apathy? Um, and then deal with the state of fear and the state of apathy rather than what they're saying in terms of what specific complaints are coming out um, or um, target tactics are coming out, you know? Right, right. So it's like really having some deep conversations with people to kind of get at what's the root cause, what's really going on here, not what's the apparent cause or what's the, the kind of immediate, but like what's the underlying motivation behind what's going on here. Exactly. Right. The, the, the symptoms are complaints. The symptoms are targeted attacks. The symptoms are withdrawal, um, you know, pulling away, being quiet, not speaking up. Right. Uh, the conversations are the way to unleash that energy. Right, right. Uh, I'm curious, given like today's environment overall in the world, do you find an increase in this kind of uh, behavior among people or are things really changing and getting better but we're just not seeing it yet? Oh, well, I think that there's two movements afoot. I think mm -hmm. that there's a very uh, pervasive overall societal um, paranoia and threat, um, looking for threats around every corner. Right. Um, I think there's, on the other hand, there's people who just want to live a beautiful life and are brilliant and amazing and speaking about um, how to unleash the law of attraction and generate new insights like your first quote of, of the session today mm -hmm. is how to let go and um, enable the vision to take place, take root and uh, develop. So you have on, on, on those both um, happening at the same time right now. Right, right. So, yeah, so there's actually, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, a long time ago, someone said, like, in the future, there's going to be, like, two worlds, and they're going to be side by side, and one person's going to live in an awful, horrible, negative world, and another person could be their neighbors, it's going to be a wonderful, great world, and it just really depends on their focus and, and what they're seeing and, and, and where their sort of mindset is at, and, and that really is kind of the world we're living in today, isn't it? It is exactly. And what's, what's interesting about that is that it creates a dynamic tension. And the only way to actually make progress in a forward direction is to have dynamic tension exist. Mm. Getting lots of love on the Facebook live stream on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Um, and really, like uh, this tension also exists. It's not just external. It exists within us, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. This, that was the first hurdle I had to go through, was to understand how much I was operating in my masculine uh, form of energy and how, how little I was bringing my femininity into the workplace, uh -huh. which I thought was disallowed. Um, right. But it wasn't disallowed. It just wasn't an experience that a lot of organizations and a lot of groups and teams in business have. 
to right. have that feminine energy at play with masculine. Right, right. And, and you know, a lot of women don't feel safe in the workplace to be very feminine. And, and a lot of people just in general, like, don't know how to deal with true uh, femininity in the workplace. And, and it's kind of like everyone's trying to be a man these days. Yeah, well, and people don't even understand what the feminine forms of power are. Um, You probably rhyme off a list of masculine forms of power and energy really quickly. Most people would be struggling to identify a specific form of power that's feminine. Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, when you, how did you come to realize that you were showing up more masculine yourself? And then, what did you do to to try and and balance that out? And and be, because right, we don't want to be too extreme one way or the other way. We really want sort of them both to work in harmony with each other, don't we? Well, and see, that was the big aha learning I I had is that. You, you can't just swing the pendulum over to the other side. It won't work. Right. Um, there has to be a balance. This, right. this is the key magical formula. Um, feminine has to exist in the workplace, and masculine has to exist. Right. And the dynamic tension that's created naturally between these two very, very, very different forms of energy and power is actually what generates the slingshot energy that can create um, unleashed innovation. Right, right. So, uh, how does how does bringing both the masculine and feminine uh, in balance within ourselves? How does that bring out innovation? That's not necessarily something I think most people can kind of like draw the straight line and see the corollary. Yeah. So it was it was interesting. I had to understand that. Um, I was results-driven, and I was trying to achieve results. That was my job role as a project manager. Right. And sitting in my masculine energy, results achievement was pretty easy. Right. Um, I learned the skills how to do it. Right. But what I was uh, challenged with is sometimes I needed to bring in patience to balance that drive to achieve the results. And sometimes there's uh, timing um, of certain activities that have to take place before you can actually get to the results. Right. Right? So it's pulling in that balance of the patience and energy. Um, So, for instance, in in one instance, I had uh, a project where I was uh, teaching people how to classify their emails and if they didn't classify their emails, they would be deleted automatically in 90 days. Oh. You can imagine the fear that that raised. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm sitting there in a conversation, and this VP gets up, and he is livid. He is angry. He's expressive. He's, like, expressing his fear. And in that state, you need to have the patience to step back and listen and understand and then say, well, I can address your fear. This is what it takes. Let me show you what it looks like to classify your emails. And as soon as he saw that it took two clicks to do it, his (laughs) anger deflated. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't take on ownership of that anger, and I didn't, because right. he was a VP, right. need to appease him, right? Right. 
<laughs> and you didn't take, it sounds like also you didn't take it personal, which is very important. Oh, hell no. <laughs> right. Right. Because how many of us would like in that kind of situation be, well, we have to do this and, and we get all defensive and there are reasons and, you know, we try to explain it and be all logical with right. them, but that right. doesn't help in the moment, does it? That, didn't, that wouldn't have helped. That would have just fanned the flame. Absolutely. Um, but so I had to step back into my feminine to get to that place of patience. Right, right, right. And understanding. So, and, and that balance just it, the, the the flip of the switch from extreme anger to support of the the model was almost instantaneous. Wow. And was that something like you had worked on for a time before that situation came up? Or was that just like something that came to you in that moment and then afterwards you realized what was going on? Um, That was a situation in the moment. Um, I had been doing quiet listening in the background of the leadership voices before that. um, But I didn't expect that kind of vivid reaction (laughs) in the moment. Wow, wow, cool, cool. All right, excellent, excellent, wonderful example. Thank you so much. I think our listeners, you know, get a lot out of that. I know I've been getting a lot of uh, hearts and thumbs up and, and ha-has on the Facebook live streams of people really relating to that. Um, it's time for us to take, believe it or not, already our last commercial break of the show. Um, and when we come back, I want to circle back around to something that you said earlier about, you know, this notion that we have that, like, work has to be hard, right? And it's hard. Hard to succeed. And then let, let's dive into that a little bit, okay? Awesome. Wonderful. So, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Our guest this hour is Sharon Bose, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comics own Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been talking this hour with Sharon Bowes, author of the upcoming book, You're Not a Nail, The Seven Business Practices That Kill Innovation. And Sharon, so there's something you had said earlier, one of those seven practices or beliefs, I would almost call them, that, that to me really struck a chord, which is this belief that we all have and have been taught that it takes hard work to become successful, that if you're not killing yourself, working all kinds of crazy hours and, and you know, stressing yourself out, that, you know, you're not going to achieve success. Now, that's not necessarily the case now, is it? Uh, not so much these days. I think that the, the, the teaching in the millennial generation is fun and happiness are um, possible to live your life. And you don't have to go through that um, work as a four-letter word exercise. <laughs> right. That You know, the daily grind and, like, you know, right. dreading going into work. It doesn't have to be that way. You can go, like, be happy about going into work. You can be, you know, joyfully going into work. Well, and, and the, the message I want to send out to women in the workforce is that you don't have to dress up as somebody else to go into work. Um, this is what I was doing. I was okay. dressing up in the morning, shouldering my, my big shoulder pads, because that was the way it was in the 80s, right. um, and going into this masculine environment right. as, a, as a better man than all the men around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of outman and, and the men around you, right? <laughs> and, and, and there was a lack of understanding of the feminine forms of power and energy, and how valuable those are to contribute to innovation and unleashed energy. Right. Uh, whereas now there's a little bit more understanding of that value and the balance. Right. Um, and more organizations are starting to bring it into their workforce, right. um, you know, to, to, to generate that. Right. Who but, is the, so now you can go in and be yourself. You don't have to be somebody else. Right, <laughs> right. Who, who was, I forget her name at the moment, um, the woman who is the president of a tech company who wrote the book Lean In. Oh, I don't, I don't recall. Oh, do, do you know the book I'm talking about? Um, I haven't, I haven't heard of that one. Lean In, similar one. It, it was, um, I forget her name, but uh, I believe she was a president of like LinkedIn or like uh, one of those. Sheryl Sandberg. Sheryl Sandberg. Ah. And and I know, like, from some women, actually, she got a lot of criticism of it because it was kind of like she was promoting, like, how to be more masculine in the, in, in the workplace as opposed to being more feminine in the workplace. Um, and, and so, like, there really is a... Uh, there really is a dichotomy of thought uh, among even women executives about how to be in the workplace. There very much is. Um, um, and it's mostly because a lot of women don't realize that we have 16% less testosterone in our body than men do. Right. And the masculine forms of power require testosterone as their primary force, form of energy. Right. And so... To, once we run out of testosterone in our day, we make it up through adrenaline, and we are uh, burning ourselves out with our adrenal, adrenal glands. Right, and then we experience adrenal fatigue, which right. a lot of people don't even realize. Right. 
and so there's a cost to it. I, you know, certainly I could have continued going that direction and continued the masculine forms of energy and wielding them in the workforce because I was good at it. Um, but I was exhausted. I would come home exhausted every night, and on Friday night I'd sleep through Saturday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's just it's burnout. Yes, completely. Um, so when somebody's in an organization and, and, and they, and they begin to recognize this and like, not only in themselves, but the people around them, and this is also true for men as well. Like, uh, you know, men may have more testosterone, but men also have a feminine side and that men can use their feminine side as well to, to achieve better results in the workplace. Um, once you recognize this, like, how do you start to shift it? What do you start to do differently that helps you not to get, experience that adrenal fatigue and not to rely on the testosterone so much, but still achieve the success you're looking for? Yeah, so, so you, you've actually um, pointed to one of the key issues is that masculinity is not... Um, 100% male right. and femininity is not 100% female. Right. And so, um, I mean, I, I met a leadership team that had five men on it, but they were completely balanced in the masculine and feminine forms of energy. Oh. So I think it's a first get an understanding of what the feminine forms of power are mm -hmm. and how they can work together in um, unleashing that creative energy and juices of your team, if that's what you're seeking to achieve. Right. Right? Yes. I mean, if you're not seeking to achieve innovation and all you want is the same results as you produced before, then stick to what you've got. Right, right. But, but, but in know, today's... If you want something different, um, start to learn. <laughs> right. It, but in today's sort of world of business like keeping the status quo means you're probably not going to be around very long because things are changing around us every day it feels like and and at an accelerated pace well what i used to say as a management consultant when i went into business is that um business success and business survival is not mandatory Yes. <laughs> Failure is always an option, and it will find us. It's not mandatory. It's and, not, and as a matter of fact, that. you're exactly right, is the world is changing around us. And the old economy of the information age, um, you know, the assembly line age, all the rest of those productivity models is changing. And the new economy will come from innovative energy. Yeah, absolutely. And innovation is more important than ever before. And I'm getting lots of uh, thumbs up, hearts, and uh, happy faces on the Facebook live stream around that. <laughs> Um, and you also talked about sort of diversity before. And, you know, I've had on a diversity expert on my show in the past, uh, Jennifer Brown, who wrote a book called Inclusion, um, all about diversity. And, and she even makes the case why it's necessary to have sort of diverse people in your organization, not just male and female, but of uh, different uh, races, different ethnicities, different uh, um, uh, preferences. And, and 
and how like the more diverse our organization is, then the more people we can appeal to and the more innovative we can be because we're bringing in more people who are not carbon copies of us who can think differently and see things from a different angle. And like that's where real innovation comes from. Absolutely, and I 100% agree with that. Because um, if you think about it, if you ch- attack the same problem the same way with the same thinking, what are your results going to be? Right, exactly the same. <laughs> of course. You're not going to change your results. You're going to have the exact same one. Exactly, exactly. Same old, same old. And that's what diversity brings, is that uh, leapfrog or slingshot energy that generates big, huge aha moments and breakthroughs um, in creative thinking that right. generates your innovations. Right, right. Um, uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I just want to make sure to ask you before we end the show is what um, inspired you to write a book on all of this? Um, I didn't want anyone else to have to go through all that I did. <laughs> you don't want anyone else to be like kicked out the door eight times in their career, right? <laughs> well, and, and, and it's that extreme stubbornness. Um, mm. How do you get past that? And it's the awareness, right? right? So I just wrote this to help people be aware sooner right. of the things, the roadblocks we all put in our own way right. so that they can get past those roadblocks faster than I ever did. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Great. Great. And and when will the book be released? Do you have a release date yet? I don't have a specific date. It'll be in October. Probably mid-October. Mid-October. Okay, great. And and will it be out in like all the usual spots when it's available, like Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those places? Um, I'm hoping to. I'm going to um, uh, uh, have an electronic online uh, book release first, ah, and okay. then the hard copy will come later. Ah, okay, great, great. And so, uh, Sharon, if people want to learn more about your work and more about you know what you do specifically, how can they find you, and, and where can they learn more information about you? Yeah, I have a website up there. Um, it's called you'renotanail.com. Okay. Um, they can go there and get in touch with me and um, access the information there. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sharon, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. It's always a, a pleasure to have a fellow EBC member, Evolutionary Business Council member. A big shout-out to Teresa Degrobois, who I've had on my show uh, many times, uh, who connected us. It's, it's uh, a wonderful organization, and I always get great people. A phenomenal woman and the organization that's built on the, the foundation of the energy of generosity, um, which is a feminine form of power and, and phenomenal results from that group. And thank you, Sam, very much for inviting me to be a, a part of this energy. Oh, you're quite welcome, and thank you. I believe that's Dennis giving us tons and tons of hearts on the Facebook live stream. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sharon. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Take care now. And thank you, of course, to all of our loyal listeners, whether you're listening live now uh, or in the reruns or downloading it. uh, Please share. Don't don't keep this show a secret. Let all your friends and uh, family members know about it. We're here live every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You can find our record 
recordings up uh, besides on on talk radio uh, you can find us up on soundcloud on itunes uh, on spreaker uh, iheart radio um, and of course if you want to know um, you know what's going on with our upcoming shows go to the website sign up for the newsletter at talkradio.nyc we got the sign up bar is right at the top of the page now just put your email address in we'll add you to our newsletter you'll get emails twice a week about our shows and what's coming on so please do so and of course don't go anywhere stay tuned next for our newest show on the network off the beaten path with oscar nordstrom talking about all kinds of things uh spiritual and uh i don't want to say religious because he's taking sort of the non-religious look at uh at people who we normally take a religious look at so he takes an interesting perspective a nice new york guy stay tuned for off the beaten path thank you so much for listening and i will speak with you next week you're listening to the talking alternative network want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday Friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're We're your digital connectors (laughs) (laughs) hey all you crazy listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.